the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We're learning about the life that we've been called to in Christ next on Times of Refreshing. Join us. From the well, a Christian community right here in Livermore, California, we bring you today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. We invite you to join us here in Luke chapter 14, verses 15 through 24. It's a message that Pastor Napoleon has simply entitled, The Trenches. You see, when you and I have become Christians, that's right where God places us, in the trenches. Not in the safety of a bunker back behind the lines, but out in front. With more on this, here's our teacher and pastor, Napoleon, with today's program. God is not against wealth. When we get into trouble is when we start trusting in our riches. When our trust is in our savings account, our trust is in our bank account, our trust is in our money, and our trust is in our stuff. And our trust isn't in the words of God. It isn't in God. That's when we get in the, in, the, in the problems. Jesus is here ministering, and he's not just ministering to, to, to poor people. He's also helping them to understand that there is a place also for wealthy, but it's hard because people that are, are wealthy, sometimes they trust in their riches more than they trust in God. They take security in their, in their riches. And as a result of them taking their security and their riches, they don't know how to let go and give in totally and fully to God because I always got a backup plan. If God doesn't work, I got my money. Well, for us as a church community, we don't want to be limited to just thinking that our whole mission is just ministering to poor people. Our mission also involves ministering to people who have money but have to understand that money shouldn't have them. So there's no limitation for where we're willing to go. That We're willing to get down in the trenches and minister to somebody that's poor, but we're also willing to, to get down and minister to somebody that, that in the trenches with somebody that has money, but has been so captivated by their money that the money has become their God. And the pursuit of money has become their God. Our job is to go, beyond, go behind in, enemy lines in both of these conditions and then help people to understand how desperately they still need God. And we've got to get to a place as a church community where we become bold and fearless when it comes to ministering to people. Just because they got money doesn't mean they know everything. Just because they got money doesn't mean that their life is perfect. 
Just because they have money doesn't mean that they're, they're, there's a place in us. And you have to understand, I came to God and I wasn't down and out. I was up and out. You're talking to somebody 22 years old, was a, became a millionaire at 22 years old, and, and then, then started realizing that, wait a minute, I got all this money, but why? Something's wrong with me. Well, maybe I'll go buy a new car. That'll, that'll, that's it. Maybe I'll go get another house. That, that, that's it. And maybe I'll go there. And then finally, somebody ministers to me on the football field in Napa, California during training camp. And finally, it was like somebody showed me that, wait a minute, you're not all that. And your money can't buy you eternal life. You need God in your life. And when that person ministered to me, it was like, that's it. But thank God, there was a man of God there that didn't care about my social economic situation and being a first-round draft pick. He saw that I was poor and needed some help in my life. Can I have an amen, y'all? And he was there in the trenches to say, hey, look, man, you may have all this stuff, but you don't got God. And it's hard for a person that has riches, it's hard for a person that has riches to wake up and realize that your money can't save you. And there has to be somebody. It doesn't have to be the most, you don't have to be the most eloquent person. It's already going to be hard for this person to give their life to God. But God has to have somebody in place that says, I don't care how much money they got. They need Jesus Christ in their life. And that's the thing. that Can I have an amen? And I'm willing to speak to them. I don't care what it takes. I'm willing to tell them that you got all this. You got a new car, but you need God. I'm talking about getting down in the trenches, y'all. I'm talking about getting to where people are at in the highways and in the hedges and saying, it doesn't matter. I'm not impressed by your social situation. Your economic situation doesn't impress me. Whether you're poor or you got money, do you know Jesus? And this is that mindset that we have to have. Sometimes God is connecting you with people that do have money. And the connection isn't about you getting more money from them. Stop looking at people with dollar signs. They're not dollar signs. Oh, I really want to get connected to that brother right there. Man, you see what kind of car they drive, man. They're the CEO over there. And God may be saying, yeah, I want you to connect, but I don't, I'm not going to give him a, I'm not telling him to give you a job. I'm telling you to give him the gospel. <laughs> I'm telling you to give him the gospel. No, he's not going to hire you, and it's not going to be the devil. It's going to be me. All I want you to do is plant the seed and give him the gospel. Can I have an amen, y'all? We have to stop looking at people with, like, like, like with dollar signs in our eyes. Every connection that God gives you is not just for your promotion, Sometimes it's for their promotion in the kingdom and that they can get ushered into the kingdom. And that's the reason why you ran into that guy. You ran into that lady. Because God wants to use you as an instrument. 
Don't just think in the natural. There's a spiritual component to this that God wants to, to, to establish through you that could be a seed to change a person's life. Philip ministered and to one Ethiopian eunuch. God sent him there. He didn't go there and say, hey, man, I know. Oh, man, you got riches. You got chariots. Hey, can you make a donation to my ministry? He wasn't thinking like that. Jesus said, approach the chariot. He goes up in there. He knows exactly why I'm here. I'm here because God has sent me here to talk to you. This man, Philip, ministers to him, this eunuch. This unit goes back to Ethiopia and the whole nation. He, God used that man. One person. But Philip, he, has the, he, he, he does what he's supposed to do. He just gives him the word. Shares the gospel. He's not impressed with his chariot. He's not impressed with all those things. He finds the man reading. He's, he's curious. And then one plants, one waters. God gives the increase. He's where he's supposed to be, when he's supposed to be there. And he, God uses him. Yes. And he's not thinking about what condition he is from a social economic standpoint. He's thinking about God told me to minister to you and give you. He sent me here to give you the gospel. That has to be our mindset, saints. We got to get to a place now where we're not just building our brand all the time. Can I have an amen, y'all? We're, just, we're not just building our brand. I got to make some connections so I can build my brand. How about we make some connections so we can build the, his brand. And we can help people get saved and give their life to Christ and get ushered into the kingdom. So that they don't go to hell and that their families get changed. Can I have an amen, y'all? And then we start thinking with a kingdom mindset instead of just thinking about opportunities. We get to a place now when we start to realize God bringing people into our path that are wealthy. And you see them and God's bringing them into your path. Why? Because he wants you to share your faith with them. If something business-wise, oh, that's this cherry on the top. On top, But, man, if I could just see this person give their life to Jesus, Amen. that would be such a blessing. That's how we have to think. Jesus here is saying that it's already going to be hard for a rich person to give their life to God. But it makes it even harder when the people that are supposed to be ministering to them are so impressed with their money that they forget the message person doesn't want to get into the trenches look what happens when a person really starts to get their hands in the money in the money bag and they start to pursue the wrong things watch this go to first timothy chapter six. First timothy chapter six and then we're going to come to mark and we're going to close this out look at this it says now godliness with contentment is great gain Now, godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and clothing with these, we shall be content. But those who desire to be what? Rich. Fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish 
and harmful lust, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, for which some, having strayed from the faith in their greediness, have pierced themselves through, he says, with many sorrows. What happens is, is this, is when we get into this, we get into this rat race, we get into this position of heart and mindset where our pursuit is just for money. Jesus says it's so hard because now you start to get into fall into many temptations and snares. He says, and many foolish and harmful lusts which drown men into destruction and perdition. And you watch it, people, people sell themselves out and they sell their souls for it. He says, hard for a rich man. It's possible because with God, all things are possible. But it's harder when a person begins to trust in it. He doesn't say that money is bad. He says the love of money. When we start falling in love with it, it's our whole pursuit. Well, we need people in the kingdom that understand this dynamic that we're dealing with when we're ministering to people that do have money because money is a blessing. And we have to be able to help to bring them to a stable position where they understand the power of wealth. But then they don't abuse it and they don't allow it to control them so that now God can't get through to them. God's not saying that you can't have money. He's just saying don't let money and the pursuit of it ruin your life. And once you have that position and condition of heart, now you can be truly effective for the kingdom. But the Lord needs people like us in this room. Who are bold enough to speak that message to people when God puts us in contact with them so that they can give their life to God and they're not so, and they don't get the people that are ministering to people, they don't get so wrapped up in it. We've had situations in this church. I sat back in amazement and I watched how the enemy brought people and I watched them. I'm going to tell you about one story. This was, this was really crazy. Historic guy comes to the church. He had got basically run out of his last church, and he came to this church. He's here, pulls up. He's got the Lamborghini. He's living in a big house. Looks like he's got it all together. he got the nice suits. He's clean. So... Several individuals started ministering to him and trying to love on the guy, be a blessing to him. And make a long story short, y'all, I saw him. He started trying to get connected with some of the leaders. He started inviting leaders over to his house. You know, he got big old house. Started inviting leaders of our church over to the house, and they're over to the house. And he's over there. He's trying to be very, very impressive. You know, come over and see our God, you know. and then, But the leaders didn't know that, that this guy behind the scenes, I was coming to his house. And I was saying, bro, your life is jacked up, man. Jennifer knows it's the truth. So your life jacked up. 
you got all this stuff. You, you checked. Man, you, and I would minister to him in a loving way, just minister to him, minister to him. But you can see this dynamic where he's trying to fight it because he's trying to be impressive. But then on the other side, you know, I'm on the other side talking to him about his, you know, his, the real life that I, I see. And then we got this dynamic. And then finally it comes out that the guy's name that he was sharing wasn't really his name. And the money that he had, he had received by ripping off people and swindling people. And then he was saying that he was, you know, he had all these Oscars. He went and got fake Oscars made and had them in his house and would show you. Oh, look at my Oscars. I don't go to, I haven't been to movies in over 20 years. I'm not impressed with all your movie stuff, dude. I don't know nothing about all that. That just looked like a, I don't know what, it, I don't care. But he's trying to be impressive. And it comes out that all this, that he's doing all this, and all of it was a lie. He ended up getting arrested, thrown into prison. And because he had swindled all these people out of this money, trying to be impressive. I'm sharing that because when people are trying to be impressive, you as a saint of the most high God, the king of the universe, you don't be impressed. Can I, can I, can I have an amen, y'all? You don't be impressed because you know the king, the real king that's not fake and is not a lie that had, owns all the cattle on a thousand hills and instructs the stars, the moons, and everything, you know the king of kings and the Lord of lords. So it don't matter who you put me in front of. It doesn't matter. I'm going to share the gospel with them, and their money isn't impressive. Can I have an amen? Because I know the king. And if I got to talk to him, I'll talk to him. If I got to talk to her, I'll talk to her. And if I got to talk to the poor man, I'll talk to the poor man. If I got to talk, can I have an amen, y'all? We got to get this in our spirit because people will try to impress you to draw you down into this mindset. But the saints have got to get back to a place where we understand that everybody needs God. Even the rich people need God. Let's close this out. Mark chapter 1, verse 16 on down to 20. And look at this. Let's close this out. And as Jesus walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea. For they were what? So they're fishermen. When you look at study apostle Peter's, their life, they were, they're what we would call uh, individuals that, that had, what do you call the median income? They were individuals that were, they're not poor, they're not rich, they were middle class. They were workers, hard workers. It says here, they were casting the net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Look at verse 17. Then Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you become fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. When he had gone into a little further... From there, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who also were in the boat, mending their nets. And immediately he called them, 
And they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants. So they were, they were able to hire other people. And it says, and went after them. Jesus was not limited to ministering to people that were poor. He wasn't limited to ministering and trying to reach people that were rich. He also was effective in reaching and drawing people that were middle class, hardworking people that were just going about their, their daily lives. And I think it's important that we as a church community, in closing, understand that we don't, we don't want to have any limitations. Amen. We want to minister to the middle class. Jesus went out and he drew them to himself and used them mightily to change the world. We want to minister to people that are poor and maybe don't have anything. And be effective in ministering to them. And then, like I've just discussed, we want to minister to people that are also wealthy. This is what true trench warfare takes place. It's not just to the poor. You guys aren't in the trenches. You're not ministering to the poor. We are ministering to the poor. But we're ministering to middle class people too. And we're also ministering to rich people. There's no limitation on where God can take us and use us as a church community. Why? Because we understand all conditions. And we have no partiality. So to give people the gospel wherever they're at, we're willing to do it because everybody needs Jesus. Not just poor people, y'all. Not just rich people, y'all. Not just the middle class. Somebody say everyone. Everyone needs Jesus. And our job is to be so free in our hearts from any personal bias or partiality that God is not limited in how he can effectively use us regardless. Now watch this. Regardless of our social economic situation. Don't be insecure in your poverty and think that you can't minister to somebody that's rich. You got something that they need. Can I have an amen? You got the greatest treasure that has ever existed. You got that. Don't be so insecure. I can't talk to them because no, no, I can talk to you. Can I have an amen? You may have more money than me, but I'm richer than you. You need to get some of these riches. Can I have an amen, y'all? We cannot be insecure as a church and think if this person is sitting up there, then they're at a better class than me. We got to break this class system in the house of God and in the world where people don't think they're, they can minister to a CEO or somebody. You'd be surprised how many CEOs and people I've ministered to. It looks like they got it going on, but they don't have it going on. We can't be insecure. We have to use what God has given us. Jesus was not limited. He sat before Pontius Pilate. He sat before the poorest of the poor. He sat before these individuals. And he had no limitation. Saints, for us as a church community, we're here in this area. And this area is a nice area. I praise God. But we have people. Our church is not a, a local church. Our church is a regional church. We have people that come to this church from all over the Bay Area. We have people that come to this church, they're driving all the way from Fresno. We have people in this church that are very wealthy, CEOs, business people that are doing very well financially. Praise God. We have people in this church that they don't have a place to live. They're sleeping in a car. 
We have people in this church that are, that are fighting the good fight every day, just going month to month trying to make it through life. Life is tough. And it's not that they're poor and it's not that they're rich, but they're making it. And every single situation and circumstance, our job is to sit back and say, okay, God, how can we as a church community bless everybody? And then how can we teach them to go out and bless everybody regardless of their social economic situation? Because you never know God is going to use you to minister to the next Ethiopian eunuch. Just little old you. Just little old you. That God uses you to change somebody's life. And to change a nation by ministering to one person. A production of the Well Christian Community. This has been Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. As we close out our time together today, we trust and pray our time together has encouraged you in Christ, has encouraged you in your walk and relationship with Him. If it has, we'd love to hear from you. Now, there are a couple of ways you can get a hold of us. By phone, of course, the easiest, 925-292-7800. Again, you can reach us at 925-292-7800. You're also welcome to write to us. Address your envelope to the Well Christian Community. 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore, California, the zip code 94551. Of course, you can always stop by our website. You can learn all about us at thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. You can even take advantage of a few links, one of which will take you to our Facebook page. Or if you're on Facebook, simply look for The Well Christian Community. Don't forget, as you visit our website, take a moment and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit. You can also follow Pastor Napoleon, by the way, on Twitter. His address, at Napoleon Kaufman. All one word, at Napoleon Kaufman. We thank you for spending time with us again today and look forward to seeing you next time we get together as we continue looking at God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may he bring you a peace that passes all understanding. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.